little somber, but not exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, let's, let's get into the groove. Get into the yeah. groove. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Brand New Speech Team, right? Episode 115. And uh, yeah, we're excited, man. This is a big one for us. It's kicking off a pretty crazy three week stretch of ours. Uh, we're, we're amped though, man. Uh, we're opening up with Am I Dreaming by Metro Boomin and ASAP Rocky from Spider Man Across the Spider Verse because tonight's the night we finally get to talk about the number one movie in the world right now. So, uh, hyped about that. A movie we've been waiting for for a little while now. A little while, so uh, excited about that. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday evening. Also, back home now on, on Wednesday night. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, break up your week with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about the latest episodes of Gotham Knights, Superman and Lois, the last two episodes, because uh, the new ones dropped last night. It's a spoiler discussion for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. See, this, this, is, this is what happens. This is what happens, Ed, when you don't. Properly say, Kalel, we still love you, even though we're about to like talk how wonderful this movie is. Kalel, please don't smite it. Yeah, so we're hyped, man. Uh, thanks for joining us and joining us on Facebook live stream or YouTube, or Twitter, or Instagram, or if you're on the podcast. We always appreciate the support. With me as always, Jason. What's up, man? How's it going? Good to be here. Excited to talk Spider Verse. Excited to to talk Superman and Lois. You know, excited, excited as always. Uh, that's, that's why I'm stopping there. I'm not excited to talk about Gotham Knights. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, things are good. I, I have a brief Westeros report this week. Brief Westeros okay. report. I'm in the last season. I am three episodes into the last season. Um, I, I'm not saying I hate it. But it's 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 not as good as the other the, the other seasons. I feel that um, all of the cool intrigue and backstabbing and character stuff is completely gone this season, and it's all just nonstop battles in the dark, like fighting the dead. Oh, and then the dark episode! You got to the dark episode. Yes, that was the last episode. That the what you know the night in the dark, and it's like. I get what they were trying to do, but like, I couldn't see what the fuck was going on. Thank you. And Same and then thing. like at the at the end of that episode, I don't know if like I I have to see. I didn't watch the next episode, so I, I you know this could be resolved. But like every single White Walker is defeated that easily. Like, oh my god! I like we we. We invested seven years into the White Walkers, and then you give me three episodes of nonstop fighting where you're ignoring these cool characters. And, like, don't get me wrong, I think the, the killing blow that Arya gives the White the, the white King, or whatever his name is, is pretty... Night King. It's pretty awesome, right? Because, like, she he thinks she, he takes the knife, and she lets it drop and grabs it and hits him with it. But, like, the fact that that's it, that's the culmination of all of this? Eh. I'm kind of afraid to, to see where it goes now. So, from my recollection of the last season of Game of Thrones, I thought it started solid 
on the first two, and then with the dark episode, yeah, I was with it. Started hitting the fan for me. I was with it on the first two again. It was it's a bit more heavy on the battle stuff for me than I would like. It's not that I mind the battle stuff, but like you know, people killing each other. I I can give or take it. Like I'm really interested in like the the politicking and the the backstabbing and and the in, the court intrigue and stuff and the interpersonal relationships um and you know the previous seasons had a really good balance and i you know i thought the first two two episodes were good but again it was just a bit too heavy on the battle stuff for me and, and again it was all like white walker stuff which i mean they're in Interesting and menacing and cool but when it comes down to it they're the safest villains because they're already dead so PG-13, you know? Disposable villains that they can just kind of do whatever you want with. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. So, you know, hopefully, I think I'll, I'll have finished by the next the next time we, we gather, and I'll be able to give my full Westeros report. But kind of kind of sad, kind of scared about where the season's going. Okay. All right. I will say nothing more because I don't want to spoil anything for you since you've managed I, to, you know, to keep this going. Yeah, no. Good. I think at this point, I think at this point, I should be dubbed the god of avoiding spoilers. Like, if if we were creating a new Roman pantheon of gods, that would be my godhood, the god of avoiding spoilers. And when you want to avoid a spoiler, you pray to me. I, I'm I'm pretty close with you, but I would say yeah, because you're on another level of like I haven't even seen the trailer, and I was like, okay, that's, <laughs> no, right? Yeah, that's I mean, another. That's another. This level. is me. This is me watching Game of Thrones a decade after it was the hugest thing in the world, and I had no fucking idea what was going to happen, to the point where when the Red Wedding, which apparently was on the news, it was such a traumatic event for our country, when the Red Wedding happened, I didn't realize it was the Red Wedding until after, and I went, oh, that was the Red Wedding, because I had just heard the name, so I am, you know... Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee when it comes to avoiding spoilers. <laughs> That's funny because I was a guy in my job in my office today who was wearing a Superman versus Muhammad Ali t shirt. Funny you bring that really? up. Really? Yes. That's and so I was like, funny. dude, that's a fucking. I've been wanting. I don't own a Superman. Well, no, bullshit. Now I have a, uh, a shirt with Superman on it. I've never owned a Superman shirt, but that was when I'm like, I would do that. I, I would get that one. That one's pretty. That one's so absurd that that's the one it should be. Yeah, I I was this close <laughs> to buying the uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali action figure like set, Ooh. which was them in a boxing ring. But it was like it was like sixty bucks, and I was like, oh, uh, like I wrestled with it. I really wrestled with it, but that I did skip it. But now that I'm think, talking about it, I wish I had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's pretty badass, dude. Did it come in like the yeah. ring and shit like that? It, it came with the ring. It gave it a small ring, yeah. I don't know if I could have resisted that one, man. Yeah, but... it, was, it was pretty badass. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, uh, as we're about to jump into things get started, uh, don't forget to pray to Kalil himself. And during this broadcast, you can support our page by sending stars in a digital gift that helps us earn money. So come hang out and Let's talk some comic book shit on a Wednesday night. We'll have some two two guests with us. Jada and Rick will be joining us for Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse. But we got some stuff to take care of beforehand. And that's some TV shows. We got uh, the last two episodes of Gotham Knights, episodes 10 and 11. And Jason, there are only two episodes left of each oh, of crazy. these shows. 
Praise be to he, Kalel. Thank you. Thank you, Superman. <laughs> I've been praying to you, Superman. Um, um go ahead. All right, I mean, all right. Let's let's do this. Uh I, I, I'm gonna focus on just the things I thought was interesting. I, I don't want to keep shitting on this. It's like what you know, at this point, it's like uh, it's like kicking someone who's already in the gutter bleeding. Like we all know what's going on, but all right, so uh episode 10 really centers around harvey dent and his relationship with two-face and it's very much the comic book two-face i thought like you know he the abusive father i know that was part of his his thing um and it was caused by that trauma i thought it was a, I, th I thought it was kind of cool cool choice to have him kind of leave him this message like um you know take these take these pills come on don't overdose it's 17 and then like he takes the pills and then he wakes up and he's like yeah i thought you might overdose like i don't know i that was interesting banter between and i like that actor i actually that actor i think is is actually doing a good job with what he has um you know so it was interesting to watch him be two different people i thought he really killed it uh and then the whole thing is so bad Harvey wants to take over, not for evil reasons, but because he wants to protect both of them, which is his job, um, which is the job of an, any altar for, you know, um, what was used to be called uh, DID, uh, identity disorder, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was going to mention, yeah, I was going to mention this, this very, this brought me right back to Moon Knight a lot. Yeah, right. It absolutely because it again, it's exploring what DID is, and I and I think it does a competent job with with Harvey. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on it there. Um, I, I actually think my you know at this point my biggest problem with this this show is I just don't like the leads. Like they're just they're all teenagers. But I I, I really like the older cast. Like I, I like the guy who plays Harvey. I like the guy who plays the faux head of the Court of Owls. I like his wife. What did you think of that? What did you think of that reveal in that in episode ten, where we find out that yeah, Please, she's spoiler. really the leader and he's just like the figurehead? I, again, I thought it was an, an interesting choice. I liked it. Um, you know, I don't know if they really earned it. I don't know if it was built up enough. But to be honest, I only half pay attention to this show, so I I might have missed stuff. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm being honest. But I think it could have been earned more unless I miss a lot of stuff, um, you know, in the buildup, but I thought it was interesting. And I thought, and again, I'll give this, this show credit for the same thing I gave it credit for last week. It, it goes for it at times. Like we, we see the mother who the, the woman who's the, the head of the court of owls, who's the, the guy we thought was out of the court owls wife. She murders their son because he finds out and he wants to protect her and she yeah. just fucking murders him. And yeah, I, I think that, I think they allude to the fact that he's going to be brought back by the Iridium or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, but still, I mean, we watched a mother gut her son with a knife. I, I kind of have to give it some, some credit, some street cred for like going there. Yeah, I agree. I, I wanted to say though, like, I agree with you on the, um, the Harvey Dent portrayal and the weird two face type thing that they're doing. I mean, my guess is by the you know over the next the last two episodes, whatever it doesn't happen in eleven, but somehow they'll be fused together and because they've already in episode eleven they name drop Two Face. Yeah, like he twice. gets the coin. Yeah, he gets the coin. So we see this is really about to happen. Um, exactly. I, I kind of somewhat rolled my eyes, but whatever. They're 
It's not like yeah. we don't know what these things are. Um, but his voice when he's evil, Harvey, did you not think it was very Heath Ledger Joker voice? I, yeah, I, absolutely. I could okay, see Because, like, I'm like, is it me? Yeah. And I kept listening every scene. And I was like, I felt like he was doing a pretty solid imitation of Heath Ledger's Joker voice. Because he really sounded like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's trying to go for, like, a more casual, like... Like, like you know, I'm an agent of chaos thing, and they. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if the direction was go watch the Dark Knight and Returns or whatever the Dark Knight rather, yeah. and you know, do a Heath Ledger impression. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the direction they gave him. Because <laughs> yeah, I I really felt strongly about that, and then where things the big twist in episode eleven, I was like, seems a bit on the nose, but I know this is in my brain because I have the Heath Ledger thing in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I. So, all right. So, I mean, we're done with episode ten, right? So, we, we got to the reveal. Oh no! Well, we, hold we on. Don't, don't, oh. Wait, one thing. Oh, wait, one thing in episode uh, ten that started. And you're right. You're right. Go. Please I texted go. you earlier. I texted you the word earlier. You're right because it was a Gotham orgy, a Gotham orgy, where it starts off with Taylor bending the knee <laughs> to Duella. <laughs> Um, and and then the, I think episode eleven they starts with them waking up in bed, um, and she look quite an attractive woman. Just throwing that out there because they make her look crazy and dowdy, but when she was like in her like skivvies, uh-huh. quite an attractive woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so her and Taylor, because like Taylor finds out through the court of owls that in episode ten that um uh, Bruce got his parents killed, which is why he adopted him. And then he found out that Robin knew and so he gets pissed off and he goes dark and emo. Um and I just I don't I just really don't like that guy. He's the worst of them, I think. But anyway, not the actor, just the character. Yeah. Um and then Duella you know, they're like, hey, maybe we should fuck because you know, Batman killed all of our parents. And so they do that, <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happens. Um, I disagree. Um, and then yeah, they, they like really like each other. And then it's this episode, and then it's her birthday, Duella. And actually, has a very nice moment with Taylor in bed where she's like, Why this birthday is the only one that actually feels like something? And he's like, Because you're spending it with someone you like and you're not ripping people off. And it's like, Okay, fine. Um, and so the whole thing here is her mother has escaped from Arkham. They don't say it, but that's obviously what happened. Um, and she comes back to turn in Taylor secretly to gain to win the reward and to kill Harvey Dent, who big reveal he was having an affair with her as evil Harvey and good Harvey didn't remember, and he's really Duella's father, and it's not the Joker. Which is a crying shame because they have told us 700 times an episode. They've reminded us that she's the Joker's daughter. And now I've got to unlearn this information. Um, what would you do tonight? I, I've, I've just got to keep sitting here going, she's not the Joker's <laughs> daughter. She's not the Joker's daughter. Um, I think this is stupid. Like, I really think this... I don't like this at all. Like, I, I hope they walk it back and it's just her mother's delusional but yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Um, and, and again, we 
go for it here, right? Like Duella, one of our protagonists, our good guys, shoots Har- a tied up Harvey Dent point blank in the chest to kill him with the intent to kill him. And it's just, you know, the coin stops it, which is hand wave. I'll give it to them. Whatever. It's not the stupidest. We've seen that a thousand times. Yeah. It's not the stupidest thing that happened in this show. So we'll give it to him. But, and that's how he gets the coin. Um, But again, like, as much as I think that whole reveal is stupid, I want to give it to the show for, like, having a fucking protagonist literally shoot a guy in cold blood trying to kill him. Yeah. I don't like the reveal either. I'm with you on that. Um, I I just, I don't know what the point of it is. Maybe there's something that we're not seeing. Um, She she also, they show a scene where she's in Arkham as a child walking the halls and even Taylor questions this and she was going to see the Joker and he gives her a Joker card. Yeah, right. And, And even Taylor says they just let kids walk around Arkham, like, which I think that's what we said. Like, how the fuck yeah. was she raised in Arkham? She'd be raised in a foster home. Even in Gotham City, she'd be raised in a foster home. It would be a nightmarish foster home that would probably be worse than Arkham Asylum. But still, even in Gotham City, children cannot be raised in mental institutions. No, not in comic books, not in TV shows, not in no. movies, not in nowhere. There's no, there's nowhere in the multiverse that that happens. Nowhere, since we're talking multiverse no. tonight, and we it seems like we are a lot. That's it. Doesn't happen. It's just dumb. So um, yeah, so that was this episode. We get a Cobblepot name drop. Yeah, there's we also a, Riddler name. Drop. Yeah, we get a Riddler name drop. I was gonna say that. Um. You know, I, again, I, this this is oh, and then I, I always ignore the the siblings because I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess an important thing, and I, I actually did see this coming in this episode ten, which I'm sure so did you. It was telegraphed, but um, the 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 one who actually they acknowledge is a high school student, the blonde girl. Yes, uh, who, we, who we discovered is 31 years old. It was 31 years old, yeah, in high school. Um, but she's a lesbian, and she's just exploring that. And that that's cool, and she's exploring it with um, the sister. Uh, I just don't like the, uh, the sister. Uh, I, I just find her to be an obnoxious character. And I don't like the brother. And, and this was this show was – these two episodes were rife with this, and I hate this shit. Like, we should go. No, we've never had a family like this. It's like <laughs> – I don't know, man. Like, even my suspension of disbelief, when you start dropping the words, I love you and we're family, and I've been watching this show for six weeks, and I know that, like, in in time, in showtime, they've been together maybe a week. It's like, come on. So you're definitely not in with the Fast franchise because it's all about family with them. I've, I've only <laughs> ever seen one of them. And no, I'm not. I'm not. I can't know. The family's too much. <laughs> Neither am I. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, it, it works. I don't know. Whatever. Like Guardians kind of went for the family thing, but I felt like that was way but more earned. That was earned. They yeah, they have this, like this whole experience together. Like they they almost die together. They they face the apocalypse together. Like they have this earned family. These guys have been together for a month. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great with that, and also. The idea, yeah, like you mentioned, Stephanie Brown ends up hooking up with Harper, so they have a thing going on. They and bend the knee. Got, they bend the knee, so you got, let's go through the Gotham Knights right now. You got two of them there. 
they're bending the knee. You got, uh, you know, Duella, Duella Dent, as she is now, uh, with Taylor. They go, they're going ahead. So then the, uh, the brother is the only one. Well, actually, sorry, the brother and Carrie Kelly are the only ones. So my so guess is, I guess they're going to have to hook up and then maybe big orgy in the clock tower. I don't know. But there's also the brother also gives Taylor a pretty tight hug at the end of the episode. I thought they were going to hook up then too. And we it was just, I was wondering what channel I was watching for a minute because I'm like, what what is going on here? What version of Gotham Knights am I watching now? I, I don't know what the hell is happening. I'm going to say this. If the characters all hook up on screen, I'm there for it. I mean, if the actors all hook up on screen, I'm there for it. If the characters all hook up on screen, can't, can't, no bueno. They're all, they're all in high school, man. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, so if the actors do it fine, but the, not yeah, the characters. the characters are supposed to be in high school. And you keep trying to, like, they, you, you keep on, like, wait a second. Aren't you guys high school? What the hell's going on here? So, it, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like fucking what's her face. And, uh, Carteris from 90210 when she was like 40. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway. Or even Toby McGuire when he was when he was when, listen, Toby's run during Peter Parker. Uh, he was Spider-Man. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but at least Toby has a baby face. Yeah. But I don't know. Fair enough. Um, all right. So there's Gotham Knights. We got two episodes left of that. Hopefully the final two episodes that we ever have to endure of that and that's that um but a show we are not hoping but you know only has two more episodes left is superman and lois episodes 10 and 11 i will go through the cliff notes the condensed version of episode 10 so we can focus on 11 so pretty much in episode 10 pia escapes the dod with help from mateo because he goes ahead and sneaks in this like cufflink looking thing and is injecting pia with the cure for, you know, for cancer and all that ails her essentially from Bruno. And it does bring her back. She uses her powers to escape, busts out of the DOD, and goes back to her family. I mean, that's kind of her arc there, the two. And she, like, lets Lois know repeatedly, like, listen, this is who I am. That That's that. Like, you need to help me get the fuck out of here, and that's it. We're like, we're, we could have been friends maybe in some other alternate version, but this is what it is here. I need to get back to him. Um, there's also a, a plot with the cake party that's going on with all the teenagers. And it's like, it looks like getting built building or abandoned building type thing. It results in Sarah ditching out of there with uh, the former mayor's son. They're in a car. They avoid a deer. They go to crash. Jordan flies in and saves the day. Right. It, it does save their lives. But then Kyle shows up. And he's like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. You guys should be dead. Starts piecing further his investigation into there's a superpowered person in Smallville, which leads him at the end of the episode to Jordan. And he goes to Clark's house and Clark is in front of him protecting his son. And he's like, listen, something shit's going down. I need to get out of here right now. And he can't hide it. So he has to kind of take off in front of him. Kyle finds out. That Clark is Superman, jaw drops. I thought that was a pretty cool scene right mm -hmm. there because you were waiting for that. You know, they have a history, you know, in high school and things like that. I'm sure maybe I can imagine Kyle bullying Clark around a little bit and, and whatnot. Um, so there's some of that that's going on. But Sarah does get a DUI 
after that arrest, and that comes to play more in episode 11. Um, and that's kind of the, the brief roundup of episode 10. I mean, is there yeah. anything you wanted to highlight for episode 10? Yeah, I mean, the highlight of that is you already did it. It's when he, when Clark is like, just, just, just stop, stay here. Yes. And it's like my jaw dropped because I was like, you did it. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, imagine if that's the way it's revealed to you that the kid, the guy, the guy you're now friends with, the guy who dated your ex wife before you were married, the guy you bullied in high school is Superman. Superman. <laughs> it was such an awesome moment. It was, and I do love the way in episode 11 it gets picked up because pretty much in the beginning of the episode, Kyle addresses that when he's having a conversation with Clark. He's like, listen, thank you for not laser-eyeing me at yeah. some point in time <laughs> when I was fucking with you. And he's like, listen, you know, Kyle's, I mean, Clark is like, yeah, it is what it is. Water under the bridge, whatever the hell you want to call it. We're done. Clark is the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> he is. He this Clark. I mean, whatever. He plays a Clark Kent that's not clumsy, but he is. Oh, I love just it. nice. Like it is. Yeah, just he's like, just. Yeah. He's a good. He's a genuine good guy. He's like, yeah, we change. People change. <laughs> yeah, people change, and in back, you know, he's probably like, yeah, I could have fucking tore you in half at any second, but I don't. I don't need to do that. What's the point? <laughs> whatever you were doing wasn't hurting me anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um, but. Uh, we also get the thing where Pia can't control her powers because of the injections from episode 10, and she's like getting some like sonic rumblings that are going on there in Metropolis. They're causing kind of like mini earthquakes that are going on, and that's kind of like going. Superman's trying to track her down, but they can't seem to find her and pinpoint her down. Um, eventually, though, throughout the episode, she becomes basically a ticking time bomb, and she's gonna go at, at some point and it is heartbreaking to see bruno like watching this happen he's like inject yeah. her in one scene inject her again inject her again and she's like you gotta let me go you can't save me and the look on his face in that scene is it, it is and they were talking about the villain of the of the series so far of the, of the season you feel bad for the guy you genuinely do yeah we we were talking about like earlier on like is he gonna be a villain that by the end we're like no I get why he did what he did, or is he going to be a villain where, like, no, it was all a mask for his evil, you know, toilings? But, you know, this episode, these two episodes answer that question. No, he, he was doing it for love. He was doing terribly villainous things for absolutely fantastic reasons. Yeah. And I'm glad that they stuck to that because, and I, and we, we haven't seen the last of Bruno, but it seems like, the focus will shift over these last two episodes to set up as yeah. I'm sure we're, we're getting Lex Luthor in, in episode 12. It's so, confirmed. We know. Yeah. So we're going to find that he was the bigger bad, you know, the whole time was then Pia does refer to him as the devil a couple of times and everything. Like you haven't seen him yet, but he was wrongfully convicted of what he was convicted for. And that's where this is heading. But the taking time bomb that Pia becomes there's a, there's a scene towards the end of the episode where she is going to go and, you know, Bruno can't help her, Matteo can't help her, and Superman has to take her. He's the only one that can get near her, and you knew it right away where this was going. He flies her up into the sky. She whispers something yeah. in his ear, basically to say goodbye to my, my <laughs> husband and my son, and she blows up in, in the air, essentially. 
And I want to point out what a beautiful character moment that is for Clark this season, because the way he convinces her, the way he gets her to acquiesce and go, yeah, okay, you're right, is to say to her the one thing he has been avoiding saying to Lois the whole season, that's, it's okay to let go. It's okay to not be in pain anymore. And I just thought that what a, like, he saves the day by doing the one thing he's been most afraid of, you know, facing that, yeah, sometimes it is okay, and sometimes this is how it has to end. And by accepting that with Pia, he kind of accepts that with Lois. And I know, again, beautiful character moment. The writing on this show is so good. It is. It, it's tremendous. And the fact that they set that up for multiple episodes, unlike what we're talking about with Gotham Knights, shit just happens that's not earned. This right. moment was absolutely earned. And um, they did touch on that in one of the meetings that, that uh, Clark was going to previously mm-hmm. when yep. about that, about having to deal with that. And it pays off here. And he even t- Clark goes back and tells Bruno and Mateo, like, you know, she said, you know, love, you know, now, no, I'll love you like now and always, which was their thing that they used to say to each other. So Bruno knows, like, he's not sugarcoating shit. And he even, like, just gives him the, you know, thank you thing. And that's it. And him and his son are obviously devastated seeing their mother and, and wife go. Um, so, but at the also though, that leads to they're in the DOD, and Bruno re, you know, reaches a plea deal, a plea bargain to say, let my son go, whatever Mateo did, because yes, he did also break out a criminal out of out of holding, let him go. And he wants John Henry specifically to look after him. Yeah. which is a big moment. He says, I know what kind of man you are. And that's a long, that's a big stretch for that character to, to go to. He's like, I'll tell you everything. Whatever happens to me, happens to me. I can get sent into a hole and throw away the key. Just watch watch out for my son. Yeah, and, and I think that, that, again, a moment that was definitely earned because we see previously, like when Pia is about to, you know, go, go nuts and she's dying, um, uh, John Henry's daughter comes and goes sees Mateo, and then uh, Mannheim comes and is like, "Get away from my son! Get away from my son!" And John Henry comes and he's like, "You're gonna fight with me? You're gonna let me help you?" And it's like, "Oh, they thought they were there for a fight, but they were there to help." And he's like, "I know what you're going through." And it's like, I love that they set that up. Right again, this was an earned moment of I know what kind of man you are. You're the kind, you know, the unspoken thing is you're the kind of man who comes to your enemy's house when he's trying to kill you to try to save his wife, that's the kind of man you are, you know, because that's what I've just experienced. And, you know, that was the unspoken thing between them. And I, again, it's just such a such great character moments and real quick, while I'm talking about Mannheim, a lesser show. And I was, I was not that I was afraid it was going to happen, but it was a possibility. A lesser show has Mannheim blame Superman for Pia's death. Oh, right? yeah. But this doesn't he manheim literally says when mateo says what are you doing he says i'm taking responsibility for my choices you know it's like a lesser show has this guy become this over-the-top supervillain. Mm-hmm. you know like we would have seen that in later seasons of supergirl we would have seen that in later seasons of the flash here no, they don't undercut the fe- the humanity of this character and they give him the redemption and Again, such good writing. By the way, speaking of, you mentioned the Flash here. 
I didn't realize I was reading something the other day that the showrunner for Superman and Lois was actually the showrunner of the Flash in its early seasons. Oh, okay. Because I thought that, that was sense. actually very interesting that there is a connection there. But I and and they're taking it to the next level with this. They versus, are. They versus are. That. Well, the thing is, those first <clears throat> seasons of the Flash were fantastic. It's they were great. After like after season five, it becomes a cartoon. Yeah, that's when it did. But I, I can, it makes sense that they're they do share a connection there. Um, also, in this episode, the other plots that we get, Jordan's X-ray vision comes in, and apparently, it also reminded us that he does have, you know, an anxiety because yeah, it, it seems like his. Scene. They haven't they haven't really touched on that in, in since season one, if I remember right. And yeah. his anxiety comes in, and meanwhile, his X-ray vision started to come in while he's dealing with the stress of his mother, because Lois in this episode is getting her surgery now and yeah. they're basically in the room when that's happening and they're going to go in the waiting room and he can't deal with it and then the x-ray vision starts popping in and uh jonathan's trying to talk him down like do the breathing exercises and stuff like that and it's it's a pretty cool brother moment that they have yeah. where he knows how to help him with what he's when he's coping with that and helps him work through it um we get bazoombas in bazoombas, this episode yes. Which they, they got Bazoomas to go. I know what you're going to say because I was thinking the same thing. I guarantee it. Good. We wanted to see what the restaurant of Bazoomas looked like, but they got it to go. And they it's did. like. They did. But okay. they, I did. I don't know if you caught a very, very quick glimpse of the uh, the, the icon on the bag. Yes. But yes, it was I a did. busty barmaid. Yes, of course. Of course. So it, they're not even hiding behind owls. This is just tits the restaurant. Basically. Um, but I do, I do think it's funny though, and I didn't put this together. And this is, I'm stupid. I should have. But Lana calls it out about Lois's six, like twisted sense of humor, because Lois wants her, the last meal she has before getting her double mastectomy is bazoombas. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. very, very Lois Lane, very sardonic. <laughs> yeah, and Clark reinforcing Clark how he because. Uh, Lana makes a comment about the wings, and he's like, "See, they're known yeah. for the wings. They're I known for you. the wings." I thought of you. <laughs> that was great. Um, and then Sarah's dealing with the guilt of her having a falling out with Jordan last episode, based on the savior thing, because he even says, "You're only sorry because you know I saved you now. That's why you're trying to repair this because there was a jealousy thing that she was hanging out with uh, the former mayor's son." at that party and then Jordan, you know, was kind of being told been pushed into the friend zone and they have that complicated relationship where they're trying to be friends, but not really be friends. And it, it's, it's there. Um, but she ends up not sleeping and stuff like that. And the, her Kyle and, and Lana talk her, Hey, you need to get something to focus yourself on. And she ends up taking a waitress job. So that was interesting. Um, and Kyle I actually like Kyle a bit of a, I was gonna get to Kyle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Because Kyle, Kyle, pretty much in the beginning, is, you know, after he has the conversation with Clark about, hey, you know, like we, you're Superman. That's cool and stuff like that. Uh, but he turns to Chrissy because she's there at that moment, and because they do this at the Small Bill Gazette, and he's they get into the whole, oh, you lied to me and stuff like that, and blah blah blah. And I thought it was a bit irrational for for Kyle to do that. But then they touch back to it on the end of the episode. He's like, listen, I've been kind of a dick about it. It's my bad. I'm trying to be a better man. And uh, then they get it on and the Smallville Gazette. They bend the <laughs> knee. 
Um, and the end of the episode, we get another Bizarro sighting who looks like he's actually awakened now after yeah, everything and looks pretty pissed. He's definitely awake and pissed, and I'm curious what's going on. I have no idea. I was going to say, what do you think? Because I'm not sure where they're going with this. Like, is he pissed because they've been drawing blood from him constantly or something like that? I don't know. Is he going to be like true Bizarro and just be like a total villain or something? I mean, maybe. Maybe like we're going to get a Lex Bizarro team up, right? Because, I mean, Bizarro, I mean, that's happened. We've Mm -hmm. seen that in their other shows. We've covered that in, you know, cartoons on here. Like, it happens a lot. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe a Bizarro Lex team up. Yeah. So, exciting to see where that where that goes these last uh, two episodes of the season. So, we, uh, we shall see. But we're going to have to wait a little while because these don't come back until June 20th. Oh, okay. We get a little, little reprieve, a little rest. Yeah. We get a little time off from, from uh, a week off. Before they wrap up their season, so all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm excited to see where Superman and Lois goes. Uh, sad to see it go, but excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see what they do with Lex. Uh, I am excited to see what they do with uh, Bizarro. Uh, I'm excited to see the end of Gotham Knights. <laughs> you want to see the credits roll on the last episode, and pretty much that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I anyone who's watching this show who likes Gotham Knights, I'm sorry. I really am. That's all I can say. This is just not for me, and I, I just... But I'm trying. I'm trying to be more positive, guys. I'm trying. I just talked about stuff I thought were interesting and cool this week. It is a step up. It is a step up. So. Alright, so that takes us to our movie of the week. The number one movie in the world, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Let's drop that big old spoiler warning on the bottom. So you'll see on the ticker, we are going to spoil the shit out of this. So if you have not seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, come check us out another time. Uh, But if you have, let's get to it. Uh, And we got some guests coming in here to join us for this. And first up is Jader. Jader, what's up, man? What up, bro? What up, man? How's it going, guys? Good, good. How are you? I like the shirt, man. I've been looking at that. Thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Uh, fuck, bro. What's I just I just got home. I rushed over here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually should have still been at work, and I ended up swapping shifts to like because we have a uh, the closing shift where you have to stay count the money, and then we have a once uh, businesses once our doors close, you can go as well. Mm-hmm. So I swapped with the uh, once the doors close, you know, I could just go home. That guy I asked, he was like, I'm like, hey, man, would you mind swapping just like the, you know, the 30 minutes that I would have to stay? And he mm-hmm. goes, oh, I thought I closed already. So, yeah. I'm like, all right, perfect. So Dude, you just that's... took me back. You just took me yeah. back to my retail management days there for a second, man. I'm like closing the register yeah, and everything. I was, it was interesting, man. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> um, but, oh, fuck, I got like, a, I'm sorry. I'm like, here. Awesome. I understand. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Little, little, yeah, little behind baseball thing. We were supposed to do this episode on Monday. I got some passes for you, the Transformers you, you, premiere. You had some fun. You had some fun yeah. without us. It's all good, man. It um, happens. Yeah, and then Jano was cool enough because he's a big Heat fan. Finals are going on, so we'll try to get him back for the second half here. You know, we'll talk some Spider-Man, and we've been chomping at the bit to fucking talk about this movie. Oh, bro. Hell yeah, dude. 
bit. I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't had the the privilege of watching it again. To be completely honest Ooh. with you, man, I've been so tied up. I've only seen it the one time, which is rare because I'll I usually see. Going, it. I thought you told yeah, me I was supposed to, and then I, I had, I ran some errands with my mom. Okay. Then, um, you know, when I when I have the the choice of sleeping in, I do because I'm usually up all the time. I guess. Um, so I've been I've been waking up like you know two three hours before I have to go to work. So. You know, don't have time. I am for sure going to see it uh, this weekend because I have some time. But um, I I can't I I can't wait to talk about this right now because. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 It it absolutely is. And I was telling Jason before we went on, it's it's a we're in a weird moment right now. And Rick just texted me. Unfortunately, looks like he's not going to be able to, to join us tonight. Um, you know, he's got a, yeah, I know he's a, um, but he saw the flash last night at an advanced screening Yeah, and that's a movie we're not talking about for two weeks. I saw transformers, the movie we're talking about next week. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just so crazy how it's all happening at the same time right now. Yeah, dude. Well, we were expecting this. We obviously we said we were going to have a very busy, busy month. Yeah. Um, I, I know have I, had I been living in Miami, I would have seen both those films already. But old Odessa, Texas, and uh, you know I gotta wait like like the uh, the rest of the normies now to to watch the film. But um, I went to the I didn't go to the earlier screening for Spider Man. I didn't go to the three o'clock, but I ended up going to the five o'clock because I had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I will say about this town that I miss so much about Miami is the spazzing moments of like the fan service yeah i don't get i saw the movie by myself because my so brother had got, it's almost like yeah, watching it at home and i had i had gotten the uh i had gotten the tickets for my brother and i um he had to go to the dnv last minute to change his plates from uh from my florida to texas and he was in there all day and he's like right before the movie started he's like dude I'm not gonna make it, man. And sorry, I'll see you later. I was like, all right, cool. And he was more hyped than I was, which is I didn't think was possible, but he was like ready, ready to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So I felt bad, but I mean, there were so many cool moments in this movie. And if you know the lore and if you you know you just just as a fan in general about anything Spider-Man, there was something for you in this film. Um, hey, look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're been covered in Spider-Man tonight. Yeah, dude. And um, you didn't have those. I mean, I could only imagine in certain theaters. I don't know how your theater reaction was. Like certain moments and certain cameos that you get in this where I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Like looking yeah. to the side. And yep. the guy next to me is just like. And I'm like. Ugh. It kind of kills miss, it. It kind of kills yeah, it, dude. It, I miss, and I'm like, I told my brother, I'm like, I fucking wish you were there with me, man, because I didn't have anybody to gush with, you know. I didn't have anybody to be like, fuck, did you see that? I mean, I did personally, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't take away from it. It just it adds to it. It doesn't take away from it. It just adds to that experience. And I've noticed that in none of the movies, anything has happened. The only movie that I heard people like, kind of like cheer. And whoop were fucking fast X, where I was like, <laughs> you know, then I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm hoping that for the flash, I get a cool crowd, 
because I heard there's a lot of surprises, like, you know, old and new DC fans okay. alike. You know, where we're, we're there's I don't know anything besides what they showed us on the trailer. I heard the director spoiled some shit. I didn't even um, know it. I, I don't know what it is, nope. and I've noticed because I, I you know watched some reviews myself on, on the movie, and they're like, there's a cool scene that was apparently spoiled by the director, kind of a, as a marketing, like, hey, we have this coming in too. We'll, we'll answer this question. Yeah. And the, the the reviewer was like, You didn't need to do that, and it kind of sucks. I he, the it was Chris Stuckman. So I was watching Chris Stuckman's review and he was saying how much he um he was like, oh, uh, I didn't know about it. I saw the movie. I thought it was awesome. And then somebody was like, yeah, I got spoiled for me moments before because I was reading an interview with Andy, uh, and Andy Muschietti and he mm -hmm. ruined it. But we're not talking Flash today. We are talking Spider-Verse. And what a movie. What a movie. This movie for me, I'm just going to go out and say it is a 10 out of 10 for me. It is probably, uh, I think, my favorite Spider-Man film to date. You're leading with really, it, okay? Yeah, wow. I I think so. I think I can. I again, this is based off that one view. It can't change. It usually my list always change up and down. Fuck you, Steve. All fluid. But, all uh, fluid. Yeah, yeah, no, Steve. Steve got <laughs> fucking jokes. He's the, he's the clown here because he's got the fucking jokes. He wants to come at me. Anyways, but um. But yeah, dude, I I I was just so in awe watching this movie from things I didn't know that I me me and me and Ed talked about because I didn't really I don't know too much of the Spider Gwen story. I know she exists. I know she's a thing. I know she has her own comic books. But uh, seeing that Peter Parker was Lizard to me was universe, fucking. Yeah super awesome. cool that was awesome. super cool i thought that was such a fresh take and then he's like oh they kind of they that's from the comics i'm like fuck i gotta i gotta do some deep dive on spider-man comics man because yeah I that know, was in the first uh, 30 to 40 issues of spider gwen that i had read yeah. and um the also the other quick thing before i throw it back to you is so we will um whatever each spider universe each universe we go into has its own artwork has their own art genius yeah. The, the artwork from Spider-Gwen is from her comics, which I yeah. thought was fucking unbelievable. That they really nailed that perfectly. Like, it's like a painting, and the emotions yeah. change with the background and stuff. Jason, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, the, geni <clears throat> the genius of this movie is, like, we have these disparate and completely different uh, styles of art, like Spider-Punk, which is, like, off-putting, right? And, and Spider-Gwen, which is, as you said, like, this beautiful painting. It's like, and it all works together. Like yeah. how 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 do they how does this meld so perfectly? Yeah, I thought it was a smart move too. Especially like I caught part of um, <clears throat> Into the Spider Verse recently on TV, and just rewatching like ten minutes of that, and I just saw across the Spider Verse. I'm like the animation style, the choice to have each world have its own animation was genius. It really is taking it to the next level from... Yeah. Because the first movie is beautiful, but this is like a whole nother thing. This is next level and it got to the point with me where my jaw was on the floor and I was like, how? How did they do that? How do you get so many animation styles in one frame? Mind-boggling to me where <clears throat> I'm like, this was the like epitome of movie magic. And mind you, we watch films left and right all day. It's kind of what we like to do, right? Mm -hmm. Sports and movies, right? Yeah. And and um, 
there's a lot of things that they do where you're like, all right, they did this this way. You, you kind of have an idea of how shit gets done, mm -hmm. right? Not everything. We don't make movies or anything like that. But <clears throat> this is one of the times in a long time where I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? You know, it was just so cool. And I loved how the introduction <clears throat> to this to this film, we don't see Miles until what, like 20 minutes in? More yeah, because they go like Spider-Gwen's origin. It's they Gwen's go, origin. Yeah. story in the beginning which i thought yeah. was super cool i i was like man this is taking a while but i'm i'm loving it and i loved everything about it leading up to it um everything about it the beginning and the animation style and then when then we get you know go to um miles miles world you know miles uh, universe <clears throat> and then you just see that animation we're used to seeing with the first one Mm -hmm. And just as he's, you know, I know I'm kind of going everywhere right now, but as you get introduced to certain characters, certain art, certain the art style, just how it changes. Fucking chef's kiss, dude. Chef's yeah, kiss. the biggest, the biggest jump too from besides on the Spider Gwen stuff, like the very painting style, was when they go to Spider Man India, and he has his own thing there. But like Jason had mentioned, when uh, Hobie jumps in there and yeah. he has his own thing, it's like very. Um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, like British rebel yeah, yeah, punk yeah. rock type thing. Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the term is. Old for, school, like, old school. Yeah. yeah, it's punk. It is punk. It's yeah, punk. Like Sex it's Pistols it type thing yeah. that's going on. I was there. thinking, right. yeah, Ramones, all that shit. Yeah, is what I was thinking. He yeah. jumps in, but you're right. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like shoehorned or forced. Like, it's yeah. just there. It's not out of place. No, not at all. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, and we're 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 jumping with, but I guess so. Overall thoughts, you've got it as the best spider, your favorite Spider-Man film to date. I think so. I okay. think so. Um, it was. It's always been a top because part part into the Spider Verse, which is wild to me. Um, I have it teeter tottering with with No Way Home. Yeah. So I have Spider Verse No Way Home for Spider Verse No Way Home going back and forth, um, and I think as mind blown as I was when I when I finish watching each of those films this one left me even more like oh my god like what did i just experience and it happens every time you watch at least the last three spider-man films right yeah. it happens this this one again it just left me in awe and i loved everything about it i've heard a lot of negative review i've had somebody text me last night in fact saying like oh did you catch spider-verse and i was like yeah and he goes i fucking hated that ending and I get it because they're like, it doesn't feel like a complete film. I get it. I get why the people like, but even that person that texts me is very in the know of, uh, of films and movie news and all this shit. So I was like, did you not know it was a two-parter? And he goes, I did, but I kind of like, since it didn't say part one in any marketing, very little marketing. Neither did Bill. Like, that's kind of on to, him. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, that's what I told him. I'm like, I don't know. I love, I hated and loved it. It was more, I hated it because now I have to wait. But I was that, and, it will, and we'll get more into detail with that. But I actually, it feels like, a, again, not even like a Kill Bill. It honestly felt to me like a Back to the Future Part 2. Like, that's a good it comparison. just that's a, that's cuts, a comparison. cuts, and you're like, oh, shit, like, Fuck, we gotta now we gotta go to night 1885 to see how, what's up with Doc. You know, now we're like, what the fuck is gonna happen now? You know, but um loved it. Um 
The one thing that I will say I like more on the first one, like kind of like hands down, is the soundtrack. The score in this is fantastic. But the actual soundtrack, I felt I like it a lot because I've been listening to it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel the, the, the first one had a better, had more tracks that I was like just, even long after the movie came out, I was still yeah. banging that soundtrack. You know, I felt like this one has great tracks, but it was it's not a press play album for me. It's not like a top to bottom, while the other one was more or less a top to bottom. I probably had maybe one or two skips on the other album. Yeah, uh, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Regarding the soundtrack, I, I can I can agree with that. Even though I'll admit I have not had a chance to continuously listen to this one because this dropped on the same day as the new Foo Fighters album. So I was trying to listen to it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to listen to both on title, so I need to give it more time. But I do enjoy. I, it. I I've heard, it I've heard, I've heard like four or five tracks out that Foo Fighter album, and it's fucking awesome, dude. It really is. It, yeah, it really is a good album. So, <laughs> um, Jason, so I'm sorry. So, your overall thoughts on the film? Because we saw this together, so I did have my, I did have my guy in the chair next to me as <laughs> I was watching the film, and there was reactions. But you, we had to kind of like get going right after. So, what were yeah. your thoughts on this thing? Oh, I loved it. Uh, I, I absolutely loved this. Um, it, it's funny because, like, I st- I had stopped reading comic books when by the time Miles came around. Yeah. So my exposure to Miles is just, like, these movies and the video game and, like, the cartoons yeah. and stuff. Um, but these movies are so good. I'm a huge Miles fan now. I have no nostalgia for him. I'm just a big fan of the character because these movies alone like are so brilliant and and i loved i loved everything about this movie i loved all of the new spider-man variants we got i loved uh the overall story i loved um the the, how they were very self-aware when it came to like the the council of spider-man you know we got the the you know spider-man's around we got the meme which i thought was awesome Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved everything about this movie. I, it's funny cause I had forgotten, uh, I, I knew, but I have a terrible memory. And so I had forgotten this was a two parter and we were like, I was watching it in my head. Whenever I watch a movie, I always try to gauge, um, you know, for bladder reasons, how far do I have left of this movie based on what I know about plot structure. And we're going through this movie and I'm like, we're, we're, we're still in the climax of this movie? And we, yeah. I had to be sitting here for like two hours and then it's like to be continued. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So it's, it's funny you say that that was your train of thought because that was mine, but it was the actual opposite where it started, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a two-parter. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I didn't think it was going to be like that, 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 boom, like cut it. I oh, thought they it were going to have a somewhat resolution and a bigger problem would evolve type ending, you know, mm-hmm. like I thought it was going to be something of the sort. And as I am watching it, I'm like, this is getting so good right now. And then I'm like, yeah. and I'm looking, my, I'm looking at my fucking, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, they're going to do it so dirty right now. And I'm like, I really don't want this to happen. And I, I just knew that time was ticking. And it was the, yeah, so it was the, I know they're going to pull the plug right now and I'm going to be so pissed, but what, I'm like, but I have no complaints, literally had no complaints and boom, they do it. And I'm just like, I'm like, all right, immediately got on my phone. What, when is the next movie come out? And they had already (laughs) announced that it was going to be March. I'm like, all right, not a full year, eight months. Not to wait. 
that's that, too well, bad. So my my thought, I mean, I, I, I love the movie. I think it's fantastic. It is one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. Yeah. It's in the conversation because I know when we did our rankings last time when we yeah. did the No Way Home review, we have, I think most of us had No Way Home and across uh, Into the Spider-Verse back and forth. Yeah. Um, this is this is definitely in the conversation. I'm not sure where it's it's in the top three for sure. Um, I it's it's just it's tough for me to still like settle in with it again to see where that is. Um, but it's a phenomenal film. Love it. The ding that I originally as I was watching the movie, I thought I had a ding on it that like I mentioned it takes a little while for the story to fully kick in, but I wasn't bored. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm, it's cool. We're hanging out with these characters. We're seeing Gwen's proper origin instead of like a vague reference. And then we catch up with Miles, and that's really cool. And then once that happens and they meet up, like, then shit starts like it, it, it hits 100 miles off. an hour yeah. and yeah. doesn't stop. And that was cool. And I briefly forgot that it was a two-parter. And then as things were going on, I'm like, that's right. This is a two-parter. Yeah. They're going to pull out the rug from underneath us. But I yeah. think the way that it is, though, and I'll, I'll, I won't ding it for that because they, from what I remember correctly, that was decided once the movie was already in production that yeah. they were going to make it a two-parter, yeah. a la Kill Bill. So I'm like, fine, you broke it up into two. It's less than a year wait. I can, I can, I can deal with that. Um, yeah. See that Easter eggs, the references. Everything, go ahead. You broke Kill Bill into it. No, you broke Kill Bill into it. And I think the perfect ending of this movie would have been all different Spider-Men clones or Spider-Men, you know, like, multiversals, like, talking about catching Miles, like, yeah. <laughs> we have a right, he, he has a right to kill us. We don't have a right to die. Yeah. It's like, like just go kill full, in, full in Kill Bill on the fucking nose. <laughs> just um, really exactly on the nose. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I loved it. And upon a second viewing... When I was ready for the rug to get pulled down underneath me, I loved it. Uh, highly recommend if you can see it in IMAX. Just the beauty of this film. That's the thing that stands out to me. As great as the story is, and I love the characters, the look of this film, the animation of this film, is absolutely revolutionary. And it's it's not it's nothing nothing like this has ever nothing been done. anywhere nothing ever. Agreed. I honestly think this is a lock. For Oscar again, I think it's going to be a. It has to be. It has to be. There's no way anything beats this film. There's no no way. No, there's not. No, no other movie has even come close to animation style of what this has done. Again, this is made up of dozens of different animation styles working plus live action, all working together, gelling. Like watching this, like I was thinking. This is as revolutionary as who framed Roger Rabbit was for the 80s, yeah. which, yeah. you know, like the, that comparison, I mean, that was a huge technological innovation of what you could do. And watching this reminded me of that. Yeah, because yeah, we do get a little bit of live action and we can talk about Easter egg spoilers or cameos now just wide open with it. Um well, I mean, I think we're, all talking about, we're all talking about the same one, of right? Donald like, Glover, what? what? The Prowler, what? That is insane. And that's another moment where I was like, nobody's gonna clap about this. Yeah. Not one yeah. person. Jason, there was I'm a like, gasp in our theater when that happened. It was yeah. like, I gasped. Oh shit! <laughs> I gasped. I went, oh, I didn't expect yeah, that. Yeah, dude, I did not expect that. I mean, seeing Mrs. Chang was like, oh that man, cool. that's pretty. 
That's that pretty was cool. cool. I'm yeah. like, they acknowledge. I'm like, all right, I don't care for these movies, but that it's just Agreed. a nice little yep. nudge. Fuck. When I saw Donald Glover, I was like, was oh so my God, there's no way that they did finally, you know, finally. And because you know, you get the suit. Yes, he, was he was in, in the, the suit. He was so great, man. And then you see a bunch of little, you know, you see the PS4 Spider-Man, which I'm yes. like, that's fucking cool, man. Well, yeah. Can I, my favorite Spider-Man cameo is this one, which is the yep. Iron Spider from the PlayStation game. Uh-huh. Uh, I This is my favorite one. And you see him walking down the hall, and I was like, I had to bring this action figure on because it looks awesome. No, but, well, you know, seeing that spectacular spider, it's just this, every iteration of Spider-Man was made somewhat of a cameo on screen even the baghead one with the uh <coughs> with the uh with the fantastic, the fantastic, fantastic four. Four. yeah yeah there, there's any almost every spider-man you could imagine i mean they also even though they're you their previous clips we get andrew garfield spider-man in this we get toby mcguire spider-man is yeah. we get a cool. reference to tom holland's spider-man yeah. which by the way possibly the line of the movie by Gwen when she hears about Doctor Strange from the Yellow oh, Arrow, yeah. and she's yeah, like, Well, yeah, maybe yeah. you shouldn't be practicing medicine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was Not so good, dude. But I I I loved it, man. And I love that mention because I was like, Oh shit, there there it is. There it is. This is what we needed to just kind of have it connect to the MCU. There is a mention, and it's yeah. just something so small that I was just like, This is so great. This is so great. But it was so poetic to me. To watch Donald Glover in a Spider Verse film as the Prowler, obviously you know you don't know the history. He's kind of based off Miles, or Miles is based off him, yeah. you know, um, all because of the uh, community episode and there was the campaign and the whole nine. And just seeing him in Homecoming when we saw him, and I'm like, fuck, that's a cool. Yep. Little, that's a that was a cool little tip of the hat mm-hmm. to him. And then now you see him in a full suit. It's just like. It's coming fantastic. along beautifully. So that, really, that cameo for me was fucking out of this world, man. I really want to see Donald Glover as the Prowler in one of these Tom Holland Spider-Man or or whatever. I don't even just have to be Tom Holland. Give us a live action Miles. I don't care. I, I like I but I love that character of the Prowler. I would love because I'm a big Donald Glover fan. Like yeah. it's funny because like I know him from community first. So I yeah. know him as like lovable comedian. Uh, and then I found childish Gambino, but I I'm such a huge fan of his. Like I would love to see him as our fucking MCU prowler. Funny you yeah. mentioned that because Amy Pascal during the uh during the press tour mentioned the big reveal last week came out that we are getting a live action Miles Morales. That yep. that's supposed to be in really? the So yeah. my theory, my theory, I know we're jumping. Well, I'm gonna jump. I feel like in Beyond the Spider Verse, they will introduce us to the MCU Miles Morales. I feel like that is gonna be one of the endings, and that that's how they're gonna fucking. She's going to jump out of the animated and into the live action. Yep, I think that, and it, it, you know, it's something. Eight months away, they can literally shoot a three minute scene and plug that shit in there, Mm -hmm. and I think that's gonna be one of the things. I think we might get. I have a feeling that we might get some Tom Holland in the next one as well. Um, but I, I feel like the main thing that it's going to be, it's going to be their gateway or the MCU's gateway to introduce our live action MCU miles will be in the next, in the next film. So I guess that raises the, the question there. So 
I was going to say is that, and I threw this on our Facebook page, I don't know if we're going to get Miles in the MCU. I'm yeah, starting to, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be totally shocked, but my guess is, my, my theory to this is, I think it's going to be Sony's Spider-Man. They, so? they have a Spider-Verse. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. no Spider-Man. They need a Spider-Man. I think Miles is going to be Sony's Spider-Man. Going now, forward. I, yeah, I think he's the Spider-Man that's going to interact with their Maj, Paj, um, whatever you that, want to call is going on over there. That makes <laughs> whatever me the hell that is. I'm not saying so I love sad. this idea. I'm just yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm throwing no, out a theory. I, I, don't right. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. But I think you are because it only makes sense. Why would why would Sony give up? Their second Spider-Man, like if especially if they're building the Rogues Gallery, right? With Morbius and Ch checks notes, the the Vulture, which has no beef with Miles Morales, okay. Um, but like, it just depresses anymore? me if that's what's. It doesn't. It just depresses me that that's what's going to happen because Miles deserves to be in the MCU. He's a great character. I want I think, to be right. I'd want to. Be I think. I think. I. I honestly think to be completely honest with you. Um, because we have the Donald Glover and everybody, everybody has blown up about that and everybody has been how fucking amazing it's been. What a cameo. Because we have him in the suit and he is a Miles Morales character, mm -hmm. I think they're going to lean towards it. I think they're going to... I hope so. I, I, just, I hope I'm right. <laughs> I do too. I hope, it, I hope you're completely wrong. I want to be. I want you to be right. I, I don't, I'm stating I this. Just, I just don't fucking care for that world dude that what they've built so far for me it's garbage jada because it's not it's not a world it's something i hate it I <laughs> it's, hate it, it, it's jason's soulless yeah. cash grab like i think they, yes exactly i think they announced somebody coming in for uh for venom 3 i forgot what the venom 3 news that we got was it was a recent but i Sorry. exactly where i'm like i don't care like and especially in a venom world where the only thing that was going to get my ass in a seat is either to see him fight a Spider-Man or a Carnage, and they already fucking blew it with Carnage. Uh -huh. I don't care. I don't care. So Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. And then we still have Craven on the way. And we have which, an I, which I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, in, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued All right, only fair. because I like him. I like Yes, Aaron I like Hillary. him also. I, like I love him. I love the character of Craven. It's just like what, like, how are we doing Craven without Spider-Man? What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. You know who's getting it right? The fucking um, the video game. Video game is, is Spider-Man Two introducing Kate and the, Craven the Hunter with yeah. Venom. I'm excited uh -huh. for that. So, yeah. did you notice that there was uh, Miles's roommate is playing Spider the upcoming Spider-Man Two? Oh, I didn't even I didn't even call That's that. a gameplay thing that he has from it's supposed to be from Spider-Man 2. What happened? I'm sorry. Miles's roommate is playing a video game in his room and it's on the on the TV in his room and it's supposed to be Spider-Man 2. Like oh, it's yeah? an actual gameplay thing. Yeah, that was one of the random Easter eggs that that are thrown into this. That's, what a world we live in, huh? It's sick. It's just, sick. it's so fantastic. Cool. I love I love that we fuck you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I was waiting for that on. to get addressed, but hold on. <laughs> Uh oh, is he getting an Oreo? Oh no. Is that what's happening here? Um, we have a live on air eating. Uh -oh. <laughs> wow, he has them available. Tim is going to get proved wrong, I think, right about now. Right now. Right now. 
Wow. Anyways, continue, you boys. Continue. No, so um, I yeah the another one of my favorite cameos in this thing to to get it back from. I don't want to get upset and oh wow, there it is. Fuck you. <laughs> um, was the '60s Spider-Man reemerging and yeah. popping in there? I thought he was great. I, I anytime awesome. I use him with all the cigarette voice. Yeah, dude. I wish. I wish. Um, I would have uh, gone back. Because usually when I see a movie the second time, I'm on my phone. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in the corner, and I'm just writing, like, single lines and all that shit, you know? And um, I wa- there were so many one-liners in this movie that I can't remember, but I remember laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. But the one that I remember was the horse one, and it's yes. the wait till three. You didn't wait till three. That shit fucking <laughs> killed me. I, I laughed so hard in that scene, dude. Uh, we get Spider-Man T-Rex in this one, which I, I was thought just was, gonna, was really cool. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Is that a real thing? Because Yeah, recent. I would, That's recent. Yeah. All right. I, I need to read that comic. I have <laughs> to read that comic. That is my, my stated mission. I will read that comic over the summer. Yeah, we, we get him also. Uh, we get Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, which I thought was pretty awesome, voiced by Andy Samberg. Which was, was was pretty genius. There's also Spider-Man Sorry, Unlimited. I was chewing. I was chewing. I didn't want to. Yeah, Spider-Man Unlimited is also in this from the fucking Bizarro sequel to these uh, Fox's Spider-Man from the, yeah. from the 90s. From the 90s. Very strange. If anyone's very ever strange. seen Spider-Man Unlimited, it is fucking weird. It is very weird. Um, but the, he's in this too. I'm trying to remember who else with that we we see because I mean the main ones are Miles, you know, Gwen. Uh, Spider-Man India, Spider-Punk, which was ever seems to be everyone's favorite. He's like a big hit in this. Well, that was great. great. I felt yeah. like hope. I felt like Spider-Punk was. Uh, I think I told you this. It was yeah, Spider-Man uh, Noir. Spider-Man Noir from the first one, how he won his over and all that shit. Yeah, but uh, he was my Spider-Man Noir in this one. He was kind of like, and he was the MVP of the film. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He ends up saying, he ends up saying "fuck you," and then he ends up saving. Well. You know, not saving them, but <clears throat> giving uh giving Gwen the uh the the thing to be able to travel. Yeah, because without that, then I mean they're basically fucked. Yeah, um, which Tim, I thought by the was way, such a... Tim's bringing in one of my favorite ones, Video Man. So Video for Man. those who watch Spider Man and his amazing friends, which me and Tim have bonded over for many years, fucking Video Man is in this. He's one of the most absurd characters from that cartoon. And it's an absurd cartoon on a lot of levels, but this was definitely one of them. Video Man, phenomenal fucking thing. It just makes you know Lord and Miller really fucking get the character and the, and the lore and everything by pulling these things out of their asses. So It was just a little thing. And there was another one right next to Video Man, which was like a green blog thing. I was like, what is that? Because I know this Video Man. I'm like, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And he I was, think that was actually the scene where P, the PS4, he was in between them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. As the camera's going through, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, who else are we, are we leaving out in here that are... Um, shit, there's a... There was, so there many. Was, you mentioned Spectacular I mean, there Spider-Man. So many. There's over 200. There no there's wall. over 200. Yeah, yeah, they dude, said. There was so many, man. There was so um, many of them. Half of but, the suits from the PS4 games were in there. Yes. Yes. Like, yes, they were. So Which I many was of awesome. the suits, man. I'm like, this is so fucking. Because those suits are awesome. They're really yeah, good they looking. Were, if they you really play are. That game. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, I love um, that game. Yeah, me too. But and, and Miles's story in this is is extremely fucking interesting. It's it go, harkens back to the whole, you know, like the canon, right? Like Miguel O'Hara talks about the canon. Who would I guess we could jump to him in a second? 
because yeah. we didn't really touch on uh, Spider-Man 2099. But Miles, like, yeah, the, the big reveal and the twist that he's not supposed to be his Earth Spider-Man died only because of, like, this whole thing that was created and the wrong spider ended up biting him that he was, they kind of throw Miguel hits him with like, dude, you were like a mistake. You were like, a mistake, which you were the original anomaly, yeah. which that line, let me tell you harsh because I was, up, watching, I was like, yep. I was like, <gasps> I was like, yeah. fuck. that scene was so good where, where, and miles is just not taking like, he's like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to prove to you why. Basically, I was the chosen one, which leads me to believe, like, how intent. Okay, so the big reveal. Okay, do you want to jump at the? Oh, no, you know ahead. what? We'll talk twenty ninety. No, we'll talk twenty ninety nine, okay. and then we'll. I'll. I'll think. I'll think the end. Yeah, because we like to hit the hit the characters first, and then we can dive in story more. Yeah. Um, but that line for me was just Oscar Isaac fucking killed this role. The, yes. the vo- everything sure. about this kid, this guy Miguel, I loved as cruel as he was, and you know, as as kind of cutthroat as he was, you understand why he is the way that he is, and I loved that. I love that about him. And I um that scene to me was just like like this just the delivery of it of how shitty it must make Miles feel, even though he didn't take like he didn't, doesn't take it. You mm-hmm. get me, but fuck just to hear that you have all this amazing and everything you've done beforehand because you can't ignore what miles did in the first one mm-hmm. you know and everything no. he's gone through so far and to be told like kind of like you're a piece of shit and this wasn't supposed to be your life you know like fuck that stinks it's fucked up and because yeah. miles spends the entire first movie proving himself and becoming spider-man and we pick up with him He's, you know, he's got his, he's holding things down. But you can see he's still learning along the way, but he's come a long way from the first movie. And now it's like Miguel Harris totally shitting on him. Be like, no, dude, you were a fucking mistake. Fuck you. You know, you're there, you're an anomaly. You know, pretty much like we're, and almost like we're going to end you. Like you're, you're done. And they were working around him for most of the movie to, you know, because they, of the whole canon thing that they were trying to do and mistakes that Miles was making. And it was like, yeah. you just mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, so I wanted to share my, uh, I, so I talked to my students a lot about these movies, right? Cause they, mm-hmm. they watch them too. And I had a student who had, I had a really good theory. His theory is, is that Miguel is so angry at miles is the reason is because Miguel himself is the first anomaly because we're mm-hmm. going to find out that Miguel tried to change canon to save his family and failed or something like that yeah. and he's angry because miles actually made you know, it work yeah making it work so yeah. not my theory it's my students theory but i wanted to bring it here because i thought it was really good i like that i i, yeah. I do think there's something going on with the canon we're gonna find that like the canon's not right or it's i agree miguel's yeah. off on some base that's actually a more articulated way to put it like a very specific yeah. that he was your original anomaly so that's that's interesting um, because we do also know Miles is a hero here, he's going yeah. to end up, it's, yes. it's gonna work out for him yeah. at some point. Yeah, he, will win at <laughs> he wins, but but this movie does do a thing because the 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 comparisons I heard going into this movie were the Dark Knight, Empire Strikes Back, 
And I'm like, wow, we're getting like this movie's its own the thing. elite. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, we, I'm saying we were getting the elite. No, sequel it's just level like here. like the, those elite sequel levels, which yeah, you can't yeah, deny. Okay, okay. You can't okay. deny it. it no, no, I'm is. not denying it, but I think yeah. also it ends on a fucking note where the hero, the hero on loses. Downer. On a yeah, downer. On a downer. Just like yes. Dark Knight yeah, and right. just like Empire Strikes and Back. Absolutely. Infinity War. Yeah. Yep. The heroes literally fucking die and fail. Yeah. So look, can it, I can it, I tell you that? The ending, right? Uh, the like the reveal of who the Prowler is in the original universe, where the the spider came from, and the fact that it's Miles. Oh my God! The, I didn't see that coming. Like, Me like, neither. I, like, Me neither. like, it's, it, at first I was like, okay, what's going on? But then, like, when it's him and he looks so different and he looks so badass, and Oh God! And you know he's going to be an integral part of that next movie, and I am so excited to see the Miles Morales Prowler. And apparently, that doesn't exist in the comic at all. So this no, is like something uh, I don't fresh. know. I don't know about not existing. I'm not a hundred percent sure, <clears throat> but I saw somebody, uh, Coil Jandrew. I don't know if you guys know him or not. He's a big comic guy. Yeah. Um, and he was. He said, he goes. He had this. He has this little segment on his Instagram lately, where he's like, "Oh, if you like this," and he'll point the picture of Spider Gwen. He's like, "Read this," and he's pointing at scenes from the movie. And there's legit a scene where he's like, "If you liked him," and it was Miles as Prowler. He goes, "Read this," or if you liked him bad, read this. And the cover is the same Miles that you kind of see on in the. Oh uh, shit! Really? And it's and he's holding like I don't know if he's choking or if he's just holding Miles in the black spider suit and he's like oh, crunched shit. over like that. So That's I cool. think if I'm not mistaken, there is some story arc. I'll probably reach out to him because um he was part of the Schmodown. So I have somebody that knows him, and I'm just gonna be like, hey, where do I find that? Because I would like to read that. Because I was one where I'm usually get good at guessing. We've seen so many movies. We kind of mm -hmm. know where they kind of mm -hmm. go for the most part. Um, this was one that literally caught me by surprise. Even seconds before, I didn't know what was going to happen. So when Miles obviously goes to the universe, well, he goes, um, I forgot it's how the machine works Earth, again. It's Earth 42. Yeah, I know it's Earth 42, but yeah. it's not obviously Miles Earth. I mean, so Miles got bit by Spider number 42 that was supposed to give Earth 42's Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then he goes into a machine where it sends him back to his world, right? The only thing is that it, it sends him to Earth 42, which is not Miles' world. Then he goes into his room. He confesses to his mother to tell him, I'm Spider-Man, and I need to fix the problem because if not, dad's going to die. Because mm -hmm. in his lore, in his story, in his future, his father's supposed to die, which yeah. is how I originally knew what happened with Miles in the comics. And though when they did the whole Prowler thing, I was like, oh, that's different. That's different. That's not how I expected this shit to go down. Anyways, so when his mom's like, Who's Spider Man? I'm like, <gasps> like I meet, and it was at yep. that very second. Like I That's didn't even when I think about to it. To me. I was, was like, oh shit! And I'm like, he's a, and immediately when she says that, and he's like, kind of like looking around, or whatever. He says, like, I mean, you see that he's in Earth 42. Then after that, Uncle Aaron walks in and he gives him that big hug. So you automatically hear the Prowler 
uh, music on it, and you're like, oh shit, the prowler's alive here, you know. And even then, when he's telling him, hey, we gotta go, we gotta do this or whatever, and he sees that it's my a different miles or whatnot, he knows that something's obviously up. Lures him uh, to uh, to a, a roof, and then you get the reveal. Thinking this whole time, I'm still thinking Aaron's a, the prowler, yeah, and you get the reveal. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. You get, yeah, it's so beautiful. And then you get to reveal that he's not the Prowler. It's actually fucking Miles. Miles is the Prowler in this universe where there's no Spider-Man and everything's just gone to shit because the spider never made it home. Yep. <laughs> now, and I my... think it's so... I think sorry, just, go ahead. No, real quick. I think it's super cool that we're literally getting to see, like, the reason Miles of Earth-42 becomes the Prowler is because the our Miles gets the spider bite. Because yeah. if the spider doesn't bite Miles, that world has a Spider-Man. And yeah. it isn't like this dystopian cesspool where a guy as good as Miles becomes a villain, you know? So I love the fact that it's like the best Miles facing off against the worst Miles. And it's kind of, they're interconnected. One kind of created the other. Like, you know, yeah. and I, I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah, exactly. And I left my jaw on the floor. And then I got, I started thinking, I'm like, I don't know if this is just out there. Uh, I'm just how my mind started working. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, if that happens. So we know that in Earth 42, Miles, Earth Earth 42 Miles becomes Miles. I mean, becomes Prowler because there was no spider to bite him. He becomes mm-hmm. a villain, right? Kind of. Do you, do you guys have a feeling that uh, Prowler... Aaron Prowler in Air 42 maybe passed the torch to uh to Miles. Like he well, was maybe the prowler beforehand, and then he's like, My work, like you know, I someone's gotta carry on this torch legacy, what have you, and then he kind of passes the mantle on to villain uh prowler miles. Cause that's kind of how I took it. Like <clears throat> just the colors Aaron was wearing, it seemed like he was a prowler, and I know that's probably I could just see that to lure. But maybe like a passing of the torch. So then I started thinking, what happens if obviously the spider wasn't supposed to bite Miles where there was a Peter Parker that died? That's what I was ends up becoming, He ends up kind of sort of needed to become the prowler in that world. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, now well, that's what I was gonna say is that the spider was supposed to bite somebody. Like could have been Miles, could have been that world's Peter Parker. We don't yeah. know, but this Miles also didn't have Spider-Man to inspire him because don't forget on Miles's world, he was inspired by that Peter Parker, that Spider-Man, and that's why he picks up the mantle after he dies. So there's no Spider-Man to inspire anyone to do good and everything like that and to be the hero. So it could have been Miles. I think we're going to find that out in Beyond the yeah. Spider-Verse. Whoever that person was supposed to, maybe we meet another Peter Parker there. Maybe there's a twist and it was supposed to bite somebody else. I don't think they're going to just leave that dangling. I think we're going to find that out. Oh, um, no, no. That's, I think that's going to be one of the major plot points of this of, of the next yeah. film. And as yeah. far as, though, uh, with Aaron, I don't know because they do mention, and by the way, love the fact that J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah still Jameson. Voicing. Yep. Still voicing and, him. Yes. And he's every single universe. universe. Every he universe. is it. I love that. He, he, does, mention, he does mention the Sinister Six cartel. Yes. Who is what they're a part of? So I wonder if Miles is the prowler of that Sinister Six, and maybe Aaron is someone. Maybe he's the Tinkerer, 
because maybe he oh, built yeah. that for him or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Like That's we're gonna see that Sinister Six, and technically, this would be the first Sinister Six that we see in a movie. Because we haven't yep. got exactly we haven't got six yet. yet. No, we got no. close in No Way Home. We got five. Yeah. We didn't we get five. six now. Yeah. Who are we yeah, missing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In... What was that? Who were, who were we missing? Well, I mean, we had Doc Ock. We could have had, we had, we had Vulture. We could have uh, had Vulture. We right. were we wasting him in fucking Morbius. We could have Vulture. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We could have. We should have had Vulture at least a cameo. Yeah, yes. we should have had Vulture, and that would have been that would have been fucking great, man. You would have completed it. You could name me Vulture, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro. Yep. I mean, yep. Lizard. Come on, like I, I would have yeah. been. I would have been ecstatic with that. And Green Goblin. Boom. Yeah. That's a perfect Sinister Six. That would have been great. And and yeah, Keaton playing that role again. I think we've gushed over Keaton playing so that role. Good. He was just oh, so good in that. Yeah. And that would have been fucking perfect but they go ahead they went ahead and send them to the sony universe which makes no goddamn For reasons sense. unknown i'm like makes no goddamn sense whatsoever no sense at all. um but uh but yeah so i'm i'm that ending had me again and then you get the hit with the to, to be continued no post credit beside uh, no mid credit except for the reveal of what the next movie is going to be yeah that's it that's all you get you know you gotta wait eight more months and uh, we gotta Wait, and it's sad. Yeah. It makes me sad. That it was kind of a gut punch, like Infinity War. I kind of that was the kind of gut punch that I got there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, question: Do is Nick Cage going to be in the next one? Because we saw Spider Man Noir. So is is he is he present? They they got the old gang back, baby. Oh, yes. yes, yes. I'm very Penny, happy about that. Penny John was Mulaney. there. John Mulaney's uh, Spider Pig Spider was there. Yeah, <clears throat> Spider Ham. I keep saying Spider Pig because of fucking yeah. Simpsons. <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> but uh yeah, John Millen, everybody was back. And that's what I that's one of the things that I loved about that ending. Just that one of that that final shot of them gonna go save Miles and they got the gang back. Because they were honestly a, yeah, it was awesome. They were missing in this film, man. I love their characters so much in the first one. And yeah, we got a bunch of cool shit, but I'm like, I really like their dynamic throughout that whole first film. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Even I the, agree. the scene where they go to May's house. And then you have Scorpion, and you have uh, you have Tombstone, and 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 Doc Ock, and everybody. That scene is so fucking cool in the first one, and I wanted something of the sort with this one. We didn't get something like that, you know, not not in this yeah. one. And but, isn't uh, Scorpion shows up briefly and gets totally disposed of by fucking Miles like, yeah. it, while he's uh, dealing like he's talking in the beginning when we first yeah yeah wait well, oh fuck we haven't mentioned the spot at all that's well that's where I, I was going I, yeah, that's where I was, I was, gonna, I was steering yeah it. I got you, yeah I got you. Yeah, um, yeah dude so what are our thoughts on the spot though I mean he's pretty damn funny at first and then you find him. out shit gets real with him as the movie real goes quick. on like he becomes yeah. a real serious fucking threat. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I like how they said that, you know, how they were kind of making all oh, the uh, hero of the week or what I mean, a uh, villain of the week or villain of the day or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, like, stop fucking with me. <laughs> and essentially. Right. And then he just starts becoming just so powerful. And I feel like he's going to be a fucking force in the next film as well. I think we're going to have to do with two major baddies in the next one. Like some major shit's going to go down because of this man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was an awesome villain for this because he starts out comedic and then becomes really, really menacing. Uh, he I love the fact that much like the Prowler that we were just talking about, like his fate is connected to Miles. My, like He exists because Miles fucked up in the first movie. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of think that's brilliant because like, you know, Miles is green and that's kind of the point, right? And I, I don't know the fact that this movie is kind of exploring like, well, what happens when you go out and you superhero and you, you fuck up? Like you, yeah. it comes back to haunt you, you know? And, uh, and, and also the, the character reminded me a lot of the Alan Tudyk character from Doom Patrol the first season. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I love that character. So I dug that as well. But uh, I love that. I, I think he's the perfect villain for this movie. No, he was. Um, one thing, and I loved how it was all uh, something so minute in the first film because just the guy that got hit with the bagel. <laughs> which, if you rewatch that movie, you don't even see his face or not. He launches it from far as the doors are closing, and the guy gets hit, and that's it. That's what you get, and he was the me- next big bad in the in the next film. And I'm like, bro, this is Chef's dope. Kiss. this is so cool, man. Yeah, I was uh, so I was gushing about the film Friday morning at work, and everybody's like, oh, I had like two coworkers like, oh, I've never seen the first the first one, and I'm like, sit down right now and just watch it. We were really slow at work. Mm-hmm. As that scene is playing out, I was like. Pay attention to the bagel. It's very, very important in the second movie. And they're like, what? And they see it. They're like, what happens with the bagel? I'm like, that's all you need to know. You don't know, forget the bagel. Yeah, don't forget the bagel scene. <laughs> and then the next day, they I guess they saw it that Friday night. And they were like, it's so crazy how a little bagel was the cause of everything going to shit in the second movie. And I'm like, yeah. And it's just yeah. great. Great little th- I don't even know whose idea that was. Like, hey, why don't we do this? It's brilliant. It's, it was it's brilliant. fucking brilliant, man. It was so good. Um, and Peter B. Parker, I was actually super excited to see with Mayday Parker. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about Mayday Parker in the comics nope. and stuff like that. She ends up being Spider Girl down the line and stuff like that. I was serious, like the fucking infant now. And I'm I'm yeah. hoping that they give her some shit to do in this one, besides being carried around by by Peter. And the Peter also really having that uh, when they're chasing down Miles, and he says like, "Hey, listen, I only had her because of you, because of like my time with you." And I, I thought that was a, a pretty heavy fucking moment. There. It was. It was beautiful. It was. Like, I mean, like character with it. Yeah. No. 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 It was, and I love that. And then uh, when they were like, "Oh, you're the what, what was it? Your worst teacher ever? The worst sidekick ever? Or whatever?" Mentor. You're the worst. He's just been worst mentor, mentor ever, and then he's just Miles is just. Fucking going through everybody's like, I think I did a pretty good job, bro. He just took yeah. all you guys out. He has us chasing, so it must be pretty fucking good. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. Man. I actually love that moment yeah. where they're like, "What are you? What are you thinking? You're not going to get it away. What's your plan?" And he's like, "I don't have a plan, or whatever." And then he has that exchange with Miguel, and he's like, "Well, I did lure all the Spider-Man away from your uh, your headquarters." Yeah. And Peter B goes, "He did have a plan." Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Um, man, he was great. I wanted I, that's another one that I wanted a little bit more of. I wanted to, I wanted to have I wanted to have, but I think again, everything from the first one, the teaming of the teams and all that, I think this is what the big payoff in the third one is gonna be. Like you get that they come back you know, and yeah, and just, because I think they wanted to focus this more on Miles yeah. and bring in the new Spider-Man, so the big finale. In the next one, where they all get like hopefully all shared screen time, and no one get kind of gets like kicked to the curb. Yeah, because that would fucking suck. Um, Jessica Drew, by the way, also pretty badass, and then it was interesting they went with pregnant Jessica Drew. Yeah, on a motorcycle, she was she was pretty awesome. I liked her a lot too. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there's any other spider people that we did not touch on or anything like Jessica that. Jessica Drew was cool. Obviously, Miguel was fantastic. Yeah, I like the beginning of the film, too, with his parents and the dynamic of the family and all that stuff. <laughs> I wasn't bored watching this film, and a lot of people – it Same. does take a while to get going to what we're, we're essentially we signed up for when yeah. we go see a Spider-Man film. But I don't know if it's just me as a father or what. I like these moments in these films where <clears throat> just the family dynamic of it. Um, I, I I was not bored at all. That's why. And uh, again, it. it I had some people tell me the same thing. They're like, oh, the second half is way better than the first half. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I think it was just an equally great, great film overall. Um, oh, fucking uh, drawing of the vulture in the beginning. Yes. Oh, Italian vulture. Awesome, yes. <laughs> yes. Dude. The Renaissance Leonardo da Vinci vulture was brilliant. And again, I want to awesome. read that comic book. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really cool. So it, it goes back to, I'm like, Man, that whole thing with Gwen and her dad and her revealing, and then her making the choice of, do we do I stay here and get arrested or you know obviously at that time we think that he's actually that Captain Stacy is actually gonna do it, mm -hmm. and then she has to live with that, um, and then is it, it I mean obviously Drew, Jessica Drew and talks to Miguel tells her to go, um, but that all that decision making that she had to do and and you know her dad talking like enthusiastically about the case we're gonna get this guy or this girl or you know we're so close to the case having her in his living room not knowing and her fucking falling apart yeah. fucking her, com her comments look good dude if you had a chance to grab a graphic novel of spider gwen and and just check some of that out her, her, shit there, is, huh? her shit is fucking cool man it really is um there's also a moment in the in the original spider-verse story in the comics where when main 616 Peter meets Spider-Gwen for the first time and has this whole like like what the fuck moment because oh, remember his that's yeah. never been touched upon mm -hmm. in these movies that Adam. the relationship of Peter Parker and fucking Gwen Stacy. Yep. That's and, right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool thing where he's just like taken aback like he he's like blown away by her like you're alive and stuff like that, you know, after the whole thing that happened with them. So but I get it. They're going more now where it's the Spider Gwen shipping with you know Miles Morales, and that's fine. I mean, yeah, you would assume this Peter B. Parker never had a Gwen Stacy, perhaps, and that that was that. So he's lucky he had a Mary Jane. He's pathetic. He's he's, he's got a lot of shit going on, man. <laughs> he does. I I love that character so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty great. Um, I I mean I think that kind of I I got everything I needed. I, I had a touch on um. I, if Rick was here, I was going to let him do a one or two minute non-spoiler for the Flash. So yeah. I mean, do, do you want to do a one or two minute non-spoiler for uh, Transformers? Transformers. Do it. I guess no. I I, I could. Do um, it. Yeah, I get. On, I can take off the spoiler warnings. I'm not going to. So the reason we got postponed is I did attend the premiere, the Brooklyn premiere of Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Pretty sick time. Got to meet some really fucking cool people there. Um, overall thoughts are, I, I liked it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. It's better than all the Bay movies, in my opinion. Uh, it's a natural sequel to Bumblebee. But I was, and I they may have told you guys separately, is it's I'm just having a lot of trouble comparing it to Bumblebee to see which one is necessarily better. Because 
of the scale of the films, like Transformers Rise of the Beast is such a larger scale film and Bumblebee was such a small scale. I don't know, but I will say Rise of the Beast is more of a Transformers film. Okay. So, like, you get more Autobots, you get the fucking Maximals, you know, whatever. None of this is spoiler. This is in the trailer. Unicron yeah. and, and everything. So, it, it's wild. The soundtrack is fucking bonkers. That's what, I, that's what I'm looking forward for. Oh, my God. Is it incredible? It's 1994, New York City, fucking hip-hop. It was great. That's awesome. The Hell crowd yeah. reactions from seeing it in Brooklyn were a whole nother thing, and you guys will oh, understand yeah. why when you see Transformers, because there's shout-outs to it. Uh, I also didn't realize that um, the the main character that we get is from Bushwick, so that's Bushwick. also ah, pretty awesome nice. that's there. So there, there's a lot of hitting home <laughs> with it, but I think it's a huge win. It's a, it's taking Transformers in a awesome direction, and... There is, there's no post credit. There's a mid credit. Um, Pete Davidson, great job with heard, Mirage. I heard, I heard he's he not distracting in any way. Yeah, because usually I'm like, yeah. oh, Pete Davidson's playing Pete Davidson. <laughs> no, Pete Davidson does a nice job with Mirage. Um, yeah, and I, I just to stay very vague and non spoiler, fun, a lot Thumbs of fun. Up. It's a lot of fun, a lot of action. So I think you'll like it. It doesn't go to Bayham action. It reels it in with what it should be. It doesn't go crazy with the scope and stuff like that. So I I, I had a blast with it. I think you guys both will too. And I think the more important question is, Ed, how nice was Peter Dinklage? <laughs> yes, I, I got some of that on uh, posting. Yes, I caught him at a moment where he just had a face. He was a very he was super nice. John DiMaggio was super nice, and yes, <clears throat> Michael Bay was very nice. As much as I banged on him on a lot of things, I, he was super nice. And by the way, the picture I had posted is directed by Michael Bay. Because Michael Bay was telling me to like lower the camera for a second and things like that to make sure I got me, him, and my wife in the shot. Did you tell him how much you hated his direction? I wanted to. <laughs> like, it was the there best was picture Michael Bay ever on. directed. Yes, it's the best thing, it's the best thing he's directed since Black hey, Boys. Hey, Okay, I was gonna tell you, but hey, I like The Rock. I love The Rock. I think The Actually, Rock is love The, the rock. rock is brilliant. Yeah. Love yeah. Bad Boys. Love Bad Boys. Uh, Pain and Gain, I actually like. I I'm like, I'm, like I'm I'm a hit or miss on that one. There's times where I like it, and there's times where I'm like, no, it's too much, too much bay. Uh, Thirteen Hours, I love. I do like Thirteen Hours a lot. I didn't uh, like Thirteen Hours, surprisingly, because oh, I love John really? Krasinski. I I don't know. It's I felt like it was dragged out a little bit, and it wasn't. I don't know. I mean, all fucking Michael Bay movies are like thirty minutes too long. Yeah, you don't need a three-hour Transformers movie (laughs) at any point in time. So that's another thing. The runtime of Rise of the Beast is where it needs to be. It's like two hours, right? Two hours and ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, smidge over two hours. So it's not it's not dragged out. Um, But I was also letting the excitement of and Jada. I know you've seen stuff at premieres and stuff like you get maybe an extra boost. Of yeah, excitement. I'm do. like, I don't want to be a homer about it. I'm yeah. seeing it again in IMAX on Sunday. So I'll get a week in between screenings before we talk about it next Monday. So there, there is that. But uh, I was I was very, very pleased with a, a lot of stuff from it. So you mentioned Unicron, and I have this this fucking thing has been like ugh, eating me alive. Doesn't he come out, if I'm not mistaken, because I've only seen it once in the last night? So, or in Age of Extension, 
So I forget which one it is. When we see it in a couple of weeks, I have not watched Age of Extinction or The Last Night in its entirety because I can't make it past 15 minutes of those movies. I I want to slip my wrist. But But someone has decided we have to watch them all. Yeah, some (laughs) asshole decided this (laughs) fucking idiot. But he, um, but apparently there's some weird shit where like Unicron is Earth. Or some okay. insanity? Dude, I've seen both of those one time, and I don't remember except some, some Merlin shit and some robot. I mixed yeah. those two together. Oh, yeah, I so I don't shit. really – it's all one big-ass movie to me because they're both very similar. Oh, but I remember Unicron, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, I remember Unicron being in one of them. So did they retcon that shit? I don't know. So that's why I was like, when I heard Unicron's name in the trailer, I was like, wait a fucking minute. I thought we saw this guy already. So you know? that's the thing is that I, and I, when I mentioned it uh, when we covered Bumblebee, is the thing is Bumblebee was like the, we're going to, we're going to throw this out there. And if it needs to be a reboot, it'll be a reboot. And if it's not, it's a prequel. So we'll see how this goes. And apparently it was successful. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of a reboot, I guess. Reboot. So, this so thought, yeah, it's a it's a reboot because I I don't the, the stuff that happens in Rise of the Beast and in Bumblebee does not exactly add up with the things we learn in the in the Bay. That's what I'm thinking. That's they what don't. I'm thinking too. Because it's a different time. Certain, yeah, so that's that for me is I saw Bumblebee last night in preparation for tomorrow because I knew I had to do the show today and the game was on. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch a movie today. So mm-hmm. I saw Bumblebee last night. I forgot how small scale that movie was. I don't know why Very. I thought. I thought it was going to – I don't know why I remember Optimus Prime coming in in the movie at some point in the yeah. middle. No, he just comes out as a hologram and at the very, very end. Well, Cybertron, um, the, the scenes on yeah. Cybertron oh, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, well, when he's fucking yeah, no, no, kicking no. ass. Which is one of the best fucking scenes ever in any Transformers. Yeah. I think yeah, absolutely. Awesome. far none. Yeah. So, But Still I was nice. watching it last night. <laughs> I was watching it last night, and I was like, damn, this movie is really small scale compared to everything else we've gotten Transformer-wise. That's probably why I enjoyed it so much also because even I, I I saw it like twice before. I think yesterday was my third time watching it. But it's one of those movies that I know I like, but I don't remember in detail what happens. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot how mm-hmm. much it reminded me of E.T. because it reminds me of E.T. like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and how much just, just how great Bumblebee was. And Bumblebee kicked so much ass in that movie throughout. It's just so fucking cool. So this one does look bigger. It, it looks is. like a bigger scale film. It doesn't look as small. As, but I remember, again, I always thought that Bumblebee did have a lot more action than it did, and it doesn't. It's yeah. beginning, tiny little bit in the middle, and then the ending, obviously, the 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 uh, when they're resolving the climax or whatever. Um, but I don't know why I remember it kind of being more action-packed. And I let, I let, yesterday it ended, I'm like, man, I fucking love this movie. This movie's so great. And it's been getting such positive reviews, this new one, where I was a month ago not excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to watch it regardless because my mom loves Transformer movies. She loves all of them. Loves them. Wow. Uh, yeah, um, my mom loves these movies. <laughs> I invited my mom to Spider-Verse. She's like, no, I'll catch that at home. I'm like, The Flash. She's like, no. She goes, you better take me to Transformers. I was like, I got you. Like, well, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> And um, this just looks larger on scale. And then when I heard it was 90s and I heard 
that Wu Tang was gonna make an appearance and ninety some ninety four hip hop was gonna make it. I'm like, I'm all in. And then you're getting your positive reviews, you know, coming from a guy that hates almost all of them. And then this guy saying, I really liked it. You know, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm yeah, hyped. The li- I- yeah, the live action Bumblebee, I adore. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, also one of my favorites. Now, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie, I'm interested to revisit it again because I didn't hate it for a long time. The, I hate the sequel so much that it started making me hate the first one. Though. Mm. That's how much like yeah, same here. It was it was that that's I'm, what I think started I, happening. I don't like two, four, and six. I told you this. I like one. I like three. I am a defender of three. I like three, and but I haven't seen it in a while, so I might change my mind. I don't know, but I like one, three, and Bumblebee so far. So you know, half and half. They're fifty percent for me right now. The worst planning in meetup in history. Is between Megatron and Sentinel Prime. Dude, dude, I'll see you on the Earth. Okay, fine. Ah, wait, sorry, we missed you about 100 years. My bad. My bad, brother. Uh, what, what the fuck is going on? Uh, whatever, I'll save yeah. that for a few weeks. I'm going to get pissed off again. Transformers is in a fucking great place right now, and I'm happy about that. That's because good. I've grown up with Transformers. I was excited at that premiere to see Peter Cullen more than anyone else there. Did you see him? I saw him. My wife was online to get popcorn with him. Yeah, I saw that. Bonkers. I saw that you wrote that. Bonkers to me. Did she say hi to him or no? She she was like almost like nervous for a second. She's like, I don't even I don't have the connection with him that you did. But yeah. you were like you made me nervous about it there. Uh yeah. she also felt like kind of bad like blowing him up. So you know. That's crazy. Whatever. It was yeah, it was it was a blast, but I, I can't wait to talk about it in detail with you guys because I'm gonna just curve it because I don't want to spoil anything and I got a I lot of thoughts. Pretty, I got a lot of thoughts to cool share shit. with you guys. I heard, I heard there's a pretty cool shit in there, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. And then we got Flash the week at, uh, uh, next week. Finally, yeah. finally. I think that's yeah, dude. I am so and, and the the more like people are fucking talking about it, man, and the more excited I'm getting. And it's 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 it doesn't have like excellent reviews by any means. It's over seventy now, though. Yeah, it's over seventy. Uh, but I thought with the hype that it got at CinemaCon, I thought we were going to be sitting mid-80s, low-90s uh, with the flash <coughs> reviews. Um, I personally think I'm going to love this movie because sure. the little things that I've seen them nitpick about. I'm not trying to see too many reviews because I don't want anybody just to slip. But there's always two reviewers that I always go. And they both had the same complaints where I'm like, Chris Stuckman? All right, Stuckman and, and Jeremy like Johns. Okay. Stuckman and Jeremy Johns are my guys, man. And um, and they both kind of said the same thing, like, throughout. And I don't know if you guys uh, watch this guy named Cody Leach. Cody Leach, I've got a new, like, uh, I found him because he does a lot of horror film reviews. Okay. Uh, but he actually did see The Fly. And he doesn't release the reviews until, like, the day the movie comes out because he goes to see it in the movie and then he reviews. He doesn't really go to an early screener. But he has one for The Flash because he's like, I had to do this. And overall, he's just like his major complaint. He loved the movie throughout. He's like, I didn't. The ending, he said the CGI doesn't look done in certain scenes mm-hmm. uh, where it looks like a PS3 game at times, like noticeably bad. Um, so he's like, there's some things in the third act that are really bad. Um, he goes, but there's some scenes where it looks spotless. So he's like, it kind of bothers me that this movie had so much time. And it's not, it's not like he's like PS3 to the uh, uh, CGI in 2023 is not okay. 
He's like, is there you a have chance to they clean up. this up in the next two weeks, the next week or so? I don't know, dude. I don't know, hmm. but that's been if you watch any review, yeah. that's been everybody's complaint. It's just how bad the CGI looks. Well, I will say, and this was on Chris Stuckman's review of Rise of the Beast that I listened to earlier, because and he did that he recorded it after he saw the Flash. That is not a problem for Rise of the Beast. The fucking CGI is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 insane. Um, But I'm hyped, man. We we have a good month, man. I I, you know already saw uh, for me a ten out of ten film. I don't think the next two will be, but as long as you know, I'm just entertained and happy. And so far, they've gotten positive reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm very hyped for you know. I thought March was going to be unbeatable, but like um, March this was wild. Stop- and then is Indiana Jones like two <laughs> weeks after Flash, yeah, which has been getting shitted on. I don't know. Yeah, means, but but to each their own. We'll see. I I I uh, I'm trying not to even let that cloud my judgment because I just I love the series. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love James Mangold, which is so crazy to me, to be honest with you, that it's getting such shit reviews because of the director. I think he's an excellent director. Yeah. So it's kind of shocking to me. But um, but yeah, man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. We have we have a good shit coming up, man. Yeah, Jason, good. And even more hyped, even more hyped than what I'm for, what I'm more hyped for is Ed and I have tickets to see Tommy Wiseau's The Room at the end of the month. And Ed has never seen it in its entirety. I saw it on my phone for free on YouTube. Who hasn't seen it? I saw it on my phone in sections because I wanted to see the disaster artist. So I was like, I have to watch the room beforehand. And I was on the I'm on the fucking I'm on the bus. And on the train at the time, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm looking around like, what you're, the fuck you're is breaking going my right now. <laughs> you're breaking my heart, man. Oh my God. Lisa, I, I, you're, I, you're tearing me apart. There, you tear me apart. Look, I can't even fucking quote that movie. I've seen that movie maybe twice. Movie. But yeah, I'm gonna see it in the I've theater seen it like ten times. There better be some. I've seen it in the theater already. That's how much. Oh, I like really? This movie. He saw it with yeah, Tommy Wiseau there. I met Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Oh hi, Mark. Oh really? <laughs> oh hi, Mark. Yeah. My cousin told me about this nice. movie so 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 long ago, and I remember he's like, "Dude, it's a movie so bad that it's good." And I was like, "All right." And I started. Watch- he's like, showed me clips. I'm like, "I fucking can't with this shit." And I honestly didn't see it until <laughs> uh, Disaster Artist got announced, not released, but announced, and. I was like, all right, I guess I gotta watch this shit because I fucking love uh, James and Dave Franco. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch this shit. Um, and I saw it, and I fucking laughed my ass off. And I'm like, this is so bad. And I liked it. It's wonderful. I liked it. I, I was it. like, it was. It's. It's. It. I'm like, it's. It's. Yeah. I'm like, and it, we were supposed to do a tradition every year to watch it uh, the day after Christmas because that's when we saw it first. And just mm-hmm. a bunch of friends. Uh, we have it since, like, I think that was the only time we saw it together. Uh, but then Disaster Artist came out. We saw that, and that was awesome. So it really was. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my wife to watch the Disaster Artist, and then like she wouldn't. I showed her a clip from the room, and she's like, "I can't watch this." What you nope. What the fuck's yep. wrong with you? It's not for everybody. And, no, it's not for everybody. And I gotta say, I, I love the fact that we're seeing the room together and it's your first time, like not on your phone because we saw the disaster artist together. We did. And that's why I had to in watch the it on my phone before we were going to, yeah. you know, I think it's phenomenal. Exactly. And yeah. 
And it was just funny so because I, I'm telling, I'm texting with Jason. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna see these movies. We're gonna see <laughs> fucking into the across the Spider Verse and Transformers and fucking the Flash, Flash. and <laughs> and Indiana Jones and the Room. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what just happened there? That's funny, dude. <laughs> That's By the so way, Tim funny. is Tim is fucking playing games. Tim, cut the bullshit. You've spent eighteen dollars on worse shit than the room, so stop it. You need to join us in the theater. <laughs> the seat next to us is still available. What theater? What theater are you guys Come watching on. at? Regal Atlas. It's around Regal. the corner from me. I can be there in two minutes. Like I literally oh, can okay. walk around my corner. That's which, awesome. which I've done various times where I'm just like bored and I'll just walk around. So. And that's uh, that's a fan event that they don't let you use your. No, it's Regal. Fathom Events. Of course. Yeah, so fucking bastards. bastards. Yeah. 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 That happened to me with clerks. But you can walk into your theater, no problem. It doesn't matter. They don't charge. Yeah, you I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna walk in there and just be like, what time are they showing? And just sit down. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh all man. right. Well, uh, listen. Fun, boys. Yeah, thanks for joining us as always. We appreciate it. Um, you know, if you're checking us out on Facebook, be sure to check out Granny's PhD Facebook group. Uh, as much as stories and trailers and all this other stuff that doesn't make the show, so check us out there. Check out Pop Culture Pros and check out popculturepros.com. If you're following us on uh, YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros and Twitter, follow at Pop Culture Pros. Uh, wherever you found your audio-only podcast, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. We've got a bunch of cool stuff on the network, so you can check it out there, whether it's sports or wrestling or Disney or whatever it is. There's a show for you out there. Uh, we will be back next week, so kind of a short week for us. We'll be back on Monday night, and there's no CW show, so it's going to be all Transformers Rise of the Beast next week. So come check us out there. We'll be here. We'll see if Tim wants to be the fourth man in to join us for that. We'll, we'll see, but the three of us will definitely be back talking some Transformers next week. So yes, uh, Enjoy. See you next week. Peace. Later. Later. <laughs>